This is Tully Dio and Madman Matt sitting next to me per huge. And we are the hosts of the Tully Dio Show. I thought I was always a good wingman. I wake up when uh, my eyes open. Because you know rock and roll stays up late. It's like if you're drinking the big beers, then I think there should be a certain level of cheer that you get from that. So like Walt's drinking the big beers, you should feel more cheerful. Unless you're a sad drunk and no one likes that. Yeah, no one wants that. Los Angeles, we're pumping it out to the people, you know? It's the hot stuff. This is where, this place is boiling with, with, you know what I mean? Everybody wants something new in LA. And it is time for some new rock and roll. It is so time. It's the Tully Dio Show, episode 326. 520. Do I lead in like that every start of every show? I feel no, like I it's cool though. You got that C just coming Motherfucking right up. Motherfucking fish out lens. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is very beasties. Yeah. That's how I want to do the whole show. Well, just plug me. It's you, the new fucking. Uh, womp, womp. That's for the that's for the people who are like, dude. What you know? What let's do shrooms. I'm bored. What do you want to do? Let's listen to Tully Dio show. And they're like, what the fuck? Those guys are pretty all right. They'll make not make me feel weird. And then I'm fucking you know, like, yeah. And he's all, all up in there. Want. And then you just let us know when you're doing. Now the they're shrooms. like, is it the shrooms or is it him? Or yeah, a little from column A, a little from column. Just B. let me know when you do them because I'll do shrooms with you yeah. guys. Let's put it in the, the suggestion box. Put, let's yeah. call it a commentary box. Yeah, let's right? put it in the commentary box. Penalty box for this motherfucker. Yeah, right? I'm, that's for later though. Got okay. an interview today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was Gretzky yeah. ever in penalty box? He was, he was like a good sport, huh? He was like cool. He probably man. never. He probably was only in the penalty box, like to see what it was like to be in the penalty box. <laughs> exactly. Like they were like Gretzky, just do some sh- like trip somebody or something, just so you can get in there to see what it's like. And he's, he's like, ah, yeah. he's scoring. Like, dude, you gotta much. have like one penalty minute at least. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, man. Sc- I could score like sixteen goals in one minute. Fuck, <laughs> I, I want to get a penalty. But... <laughs> I do All right, that? I'll do it. All right. All right, I'll do it. And then there was no room. Wayne. Then there was no room. Yeah. Because Probert was laying across all, yeah. all both both he was just laying straight across it. No, 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 I'm over there too. That's not 16, even your team bench. 16 minute fucking penalty. I'm over there too. They sent me out to get coffees. <laughs> yeah. The penalty was so long. <laughs> Instead, I went to the bar. Better men new to the show. The first five songs, bands new to the show. Songs new to the show. Usually bands new to the show, too. In this case, one, two, three new to the show, two old to the show, but new to the tracks. Anyway, here they are. Better Man, Silver Lining, Black Brook featuring Tommy Lee Cool and Mangus Rosen. We played them last week. This is a different track, though. Yesterday's news right now, the Tully Dio Show. I'm Tully Dio. Clouds to find other weather 
Every cloud is a silver lining It's just a beat around the bush That's a wind tails to lose Once there was a time That we were on the same line Destination didn't really matter We're gonna make it anyway Something happened that I can't explain But I know love is no easy game Silently hoping for the better You know that's what they say
Tommy Lee Cool and Mangus Rosen, yesterday's news, <clears throat> and Better Man Silver Lining. This guy's been on the show a million times, especially lately. Four Days is putting out mad, awesome tracks. Check this guy out. Michael Four Days, amazing musician. Uh, this is his newest track, Turn and Fall. And then after that, new to the show, The Refugee Dogs. What a That's cool a name. name. I know, I know. What the hell? Chicklets for Jonah. Check it out right now. Do well with the wheels dry. Deeper I go, and I'm pulling up dirt. All my life, never been so. 
that mean i don't know let's make it up it's a new holiday where you get more stone than you did on 420 yeah you can do that every 20 actually wine and weed weed and wine weed and wine that'd be a good restaurant bar yeah i'd go there just so they just sell they got weed they got wine that's it and then only snacks and hors d'oeuvres yeah, see, that's no meals because I I don't smoke weed, but I like the smell of weed. Yeah, so if I could, but you don't got crap. it. But you can buy it there too. Yeah. I went and uh, I went to this wine bar, and th- they had the menu was just like it was just little hors d'oeuvre things, 
So I got like toasted bread with cheese on it or something. Oh, some no. good cheese, like a it's Gouda some or some shit. Gouda. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh. But I'm just saying like with my wine, it was a small little thing. They heated it up right in a toaster oven. See, that sounds so good. Yeah. The toaster oven was right in the bar area. Okay. I don't even so know if you, that was legal, but it was delicious. You could smell it. Yeah. You could smell it crisp. Then they had a little refrigerator with all fancy cheeses in it. And they did a little cheese plate with mm-hmm. like little breads. Wow. What? But I'm saying like they didn't, what it was like there? basically the classy version of a bag of fucking peanuts and pretzels yeah. behind the bar. Totally, totally. It was the churched up version. It's like the crouton with cheese, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It was delicious. Great. We loved it. It was great because I got drunk and I just kept eating all their hors d'oeuvres <laughs> on wine. I was like, you know what I can do if I uh, eat some more of this bread? <laughs> Drink more of that wine. <laughs> and I did. And you, had, you bought the wine. Eight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. See, then they're having a good I want with a nice house red. I never want to sound like a dipshit when I go up there. Like, I don't got no class. Yeah. But I like a nice house red. So that's always just what I get. Whatever their house red wine is. I don't I don't go all over the place. I get you, dude. Oh, I Table drink, red. Just a table red. I drink at home. It's a black, uh, black box of Franzia. Mm. Guess what the black box is? It's a red blend. Yeah. The red blends are always red the best. Provisions. Yep. Makes oh. a great dark red. Oh, absolutely. That there that's like a boxed wine, but it's good. Trust me, it's, it's good. so good. It's, it's good. So good. All the millennials, the millennials know. Listen boxed up. Boxed wines. Listen up. If you want a good date, one thing. You want to go to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, watch a cool movie. Not even expensive. No, it's expensive. like 16 bucks. 16 bucks. And they're red. It? Literally, the last cups have sediment. Yeah, that's cool. So you want some fucking classy shit? Yeah, dude, that really is. Like, I remember the first time I figured it out, I was just drinking it. I was like, eh, what the hell is on my... And I looked in the bottom of the glass, and it was like red sand. Yep. And I drank it. Once I identified it, I just fucking drank it. <laughs> that is good luck. Is it? I think so. I got a lot of good luck, then. Did you get lucky? No, I just I drink a lot. We're up to Big Jim's wild card. It's DJ Mr. Famous featuring B. Morgan Wanted. We have been getting lately some amazing rap tracks. Yeah. And I'm going to always throw it. And this show's primarily rock and roll, indie rock, whatever you want to. I don't know what fucking box you want to put it into. But it's mostly that sort of thing. However, Big Jim's wild card is for anything. Mm-hmm. And these bands are sick. Makes me want to just do a rap show. If I had the time, I would. There's a whole rap show? Yeah. I did one in college. You did? I did a blues show. I did a funk show. Jesus. Man. That was my favorite show, was the funk one. Yeah. A lot of P-Funk. A lot of P-Funk. Uh, a lot of Sly and the Family Stone, all that greatness. Yeah. Uh, but I did a rap one. Yeah, because I, you know, I grew up listening to rap and metal. That was it. That's all you I got. just wanted to listen to anything hard. If it was like fucking NWA, I was like, hell yeah, these motherfuckers are pissed and I love it. If it was Slayer, I was like, hell yeah, these motherfuckers are pissed and I love it. So, yeah, I just had to have it maxed out at all times. So you had Bootsy and you had like fucking Megadeth. Just absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cart. Oh, yeah. Take the cart. Shove into a machine. Well, those were different shows. Yeah. I did multiple shows. Oh. Yeah. So I did a metal show too. I just did, I would switch it up. So I would try to do different parliament fungadelic together. Yes. And then like all thrash metal. And do and I played some a lot of boots. Bootsy's fucking amazing. That dude, check up Bootsy. 
He Bootsy Collins, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, check him. Look at look up Bootsy Collins. He's done like so many things, and he's probably the baddest bass player on the planet. On the planet Earth. Yeah. I, I'm saying that. Flea. Yeah, Trujillo. Come on, what's up, SA? We're talking about Bootsy Collins. Uh, Trujillo. They would say no. They but they would say like they would say like Bootsy Collins is a shit. Oh yeah, they, no, they of would. course. Yeah, we're not going. We're not stepping on anybody's toes. Base toes here. Yeah, real. LA However, cats. though, rap song back to that Big Jim's wild card this week. I made you what I did it when you were drinking, like a like. A, oh, you watched dun, 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 dun. straight up fucking <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> you didn't even see it. Straight up Indiana Jones. You just pitfold that. Fucking. He did right up, fucking right over the snake. Jump the snakes. <laughs> Jump them. <laughs> Fucking game. Side scrolling the shit out of my brain. Did I just go through there? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, DJ Famous featuring B Morgan wanted. Check it out. This is what I'm talking about. New music. Amazing. Kick-ass fucking new music coming from everywhere. Everywhere. Oh yeah 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 Oh yeah 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 Oh yeah yeah Oh yeah 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 Girl you have a deadly attraction Skin so smooth and your body's perfection Oh yeah yeah Top of the list you're most wanted lately Just give me a chance to show you my baby Oh yeah yeah
DJ Mr. Famous featuring B Morgan. That's Wanted is the track. Big Jim's wildcard for episode uh, 326. Now we are on to bands that we played, songs that we played, but, you know, they're all new songs. Yeah. So they're getting a second play on this show. Let's get them on the let's get them on the 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 other shows too. Everywhere. On the the more you hear them, the more you're going to be like, where did I hear that? Well, you heard it here first. You'll hear it somewhere else right after. Off the bat, yeah. That's because that's you know, I mean, I'm in the deep end. Yeah, of man. The music that comes. You're out. you're pulling it, bro. I'm so in the deep end that they don't even know. They don't even know. Are like just... by the time it floats up to the the waiting area. But you know. you're on a like an inner two. You're having a good time. I'm having a good time. And you're just letting people come and hang out in your pool. I got a snorkel. We got a pool. You know, yeah, not afraid to go snorkel. all the way down. Yeah, he's going down. With the snorkel. Yeah. That's a way to do it. You're Get in the deep end. Yourself. You yeah. find the good bands. The Full Bug, Dying Breed, Hollow Pledge, House Lights, and then Ben Wise with Death Dance.
Ben Wise, Death Dance, Hollow Pledge, House Lights, The Full Bug, Dying Breed. Two more tracks, and that's the end of the set list. Lioness, Can't Be Learned, and The Failsafe, Until I Break. Check them out. This was your set list for uh, 520. Can't stop moving my head, man. It's all right. No one I don't will know. notice. I can't. No stop. One will, no one will notice. Oh. No one noticed. Your chiropractor is gonna love you. Yeah, he'll he will. He will. He's gonna be like, hey, thanks for the back-to-back visits, dickweed. Here's a seven thousand dollar <laughs> fucking check. You like spending money. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> My mama always taught me
Still in the past, but I can't stay like this safe until I break lioness can't be learned end of the set list and we will be back after this commercial break yo rock and roll dude what do you got there man you got some fucking what do you got I got some Jackson Springs water okay no that's great yeah for hangovers so wait, what are you talking about? You can drink this after you're hungover. It'll help make it go away. It are, hydrates you. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's a science fact. What? Science factual. Check it out. It Look helps it you? Look it up, yeah. So it helps you drink more booze? Yeah, it's a cure for hangovers. Water. Water. Check it out. Jackson Springs. It's the best. Hey, dude, where's my Brims hat? I really like their hats. Yeah, me too. Sure you haven't seen it? All right, cool. Thanks, bro. Time for Tully Speaks. Yeah. What are we talking about? Man? We're talking about something I know you're going to like. What? It's not even something that new, but it's something that was new to me. And uh, I know Matt watched it too. It's the show Peacemaker on HBO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about this show because I loved it. Dude. I don't know I if it's it. because I didn't think I was going to, though. Because I didn't really like John Cena. I, one of them, I don't think John Cena is a very good actor. And that's yeah. not, I love John. John Cena is great. I just don't think he's a very good actor. I don't yeah. think most wrestlers are, very, I don't think any of them actually are very good, including every, The Rock. Every single one of them suck. Yeah. But this guy's an exception now. What the hell? He nailed it. What happened? He nailed it. And I'm talking about like, like having to actually do some acting. Yeah. Like some emotional stuff. Sure. Playing drunk, playing high. Wow. All over the place. From yeah. angry to sad to like emotionally disturbed. And it was like this dark comedy drama. Like his childhood's all fucked up. And like, but yeah. it's like funniest. The whole thing is funny as fuck. So fun. 
It's a great show. Yeah. The episodes fly by. <laughs> it ties into the movies um, so much as they talk about the characters. They talk about Batman. Name. Yeah. And, and Superman. Oh, and Aquaman. <laughs> they blow out Aquaman all the time. Out. Yeah. So, like, it's so funny. It's connected. So, like, you know, they talk about the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. And, like, that's a big part of the whole thing is him killing um, in the Suicide Squad. Damn it. Sergeant something. Oh, yeah. He kills. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Oh, anyway it's Flash. not a spoiler. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not much he, of a spoiler because it happens real quick. Sorry, guys. He kills Rick Flag. Get yeah. over it. Yeah. But it's, but it's a great. It's a, it's a, that's a fun movie. But I the show was way better. Way better. Like the show was like tons better. My friend told me about it. It was like, yeah, man, there's a Peacemaker show. I'm like, what are you talking about? They killed him in the movie. Nope. He's like, no, nah, I didn't. Check it out. Whoops. Peacemaker. Sorry. It's a lot of fun. Sorry, and it's everybody. like, it's like Spoiler a, uh, well, it's obvious because there's a show, but like, it's. It wasn't obvious to me. Well, yeah. Dumb. I mean, but it's, but it's a. Uh, um, yeah, I know. I'm dumb. It's I'm a dumb. fun show and it's like just irreverent. It's just all kinds of fuck you and love that nasty word. jokes and, 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 but it's not, it's just. It's got a, such a good vibe about it that even if it's a little off-putting for some people, like the humor, it's just so, it all works. Yeah. James Gunn knows how to reel it in. And, I, and I'm and i telling you, like, I, I just thought it was really hilarious. And the, the action funniest, was awesome. Funniest show I've seen in the last 10, 15 years. Wow. Honestly, man. Since like, I'm trying to think. Five, I don't know. Five seasons of Always Funny. Yeah. Always Sunny. Yeah, it was, was always funny. funny. It used to be funny. It's not not funny. It's just no. there's a different thing going on. Yes. With, with humor. Yes. This was straight. You're right. It was straight on. the. It was the funniest. It was in your face. Action-packed, brutal, everything that you need. Check it out. Have it. Peacemaker on HBO. We did, we did a little review. I mean, everyone, watch HBO. Stop being a bitch. Check it out. Go, go watch some Sopranos. I think that's their tagline. Watch HBO. Stop being a bitch. HBO. Yeah. Dude, you know what time it is? I do. It's interview time. It's hockey time. <laughs> it's hockey time, baby. Yeah. We got Hutch. Woo! Hutch. We're fans. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, pleasure. Happy to be here. My man, I'm going to have probably about a billion questions for you, but we'll start off with something. What's How's everything going, first of all? Everything's going really good. Uh, yeah. Everybody's healthy in my family. We're, uh, I'm, I'm, um, I live up around London, Ontario, up in Canada, of course, and um, almost retired. I just sell real estate um, for a living, or that's what I've been doing for the last 37 years since I retired from playing hockey. Um, my wife's at home retired here. We've got five great grandkids. Um, my wife, Alana, and I have been married for 45 years, so she was with me when I was with the Kings in Los Angeles. Nice. So, no, thing, things are well. Now, you've played for, you played for several teams. Correct. I mean, some, and you played for like the original six too, like yeah. the Maple Leafs and 
and I don't, we're not burning any bridges, Dave. Hutch, no, no bridges, but, but who's your favorite? What was your favorite? Ex- we'll go, what was your favorite team that you played on? Well, they were all favorites. I mean, you know, just sure, to, be able sure. to, play in the, to play in the NHL is, is a privilege. And, oh. uh, you know, it was great when I came to LA. Um, then, but I always wanted to play for the Leafs because I grew I up, you know, in the Toronto area. So I played out my contract. I had a four-year deal that I signed there, and I signed with the Leafs as a free agent. And uh, that summer, then they sent um, Brian Glenny, Scott Garland, and uh, Kurt Walker uh, back to the Kings as compensation. Um, Scott Garland was killed in a car accident that summer in Montreal. uh, His Corvette hit a bridge or something. Um, Brian Glennie's back. He didn't play very long. And Kurt Walker, he played for a little while there, but you know, he's, uh, he's passed on now since as well. But, um, that were, those were good times that I played. Like I really loved playing in Toronto and then I got traded to Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, the Blackhawks, you know, Chicago's a great city to play in. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful sports town. Um, and, uh, so I was three years with the Blackhawks. And that was that was really a wonderful place to play. Uh, real, real sports town. Is yeah, I was going to say the fans yeah. seemed phenomenal because I grew up in Detroit. So like those guys were our rivals, you know, especially during the, the Steve Eiserman years. Yes, they were. They were always right, right behind us. Yeah. Well, not only the, the Blackhawks, you know, they had the Bears, uh, yeah. two baseball teams, uh, you know, Michael Jordan was there at the time. Mike Ditka was coaching the Bears when I was Wait, there. Wait, so D- Hutch, what years were you there at the Blackhawks? Uh, 80, 81, 82. Wow. Oh, yeah, so they were just getting into the, you know, the Bears were, were rolling. Uh, you know, um, Walter Payton. Yeah. Uh, one of the most uh, wonderful players. I saw him live at uh, Soldier Field. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'd say – you know, L.A., Toronto, Chicago. Then I played a uh, year uh, in New Jersey. I played their inaugural season, their inaugural game. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, the Jersey Devils. So that would have been like 1983 when they came in the league. They joined from uh, Colorado. They were the Colorado Rockies. And then they, uh, we came to, uh, or at least they came to New Jersey, became the New Jersey Devils. Um, and then my last year, I came back to Toronto. Uh, they got hurt. They got hurt on defense in uh the season was uh, 18 games into the season, so it was 18 games old. And when I joined the uh, joined the Leafs again, and uh, we had a young team that we didn't make the playoffs that year, but it was nice to get that last year yeah. in and uh, back in Toronto. So sure, sure. Uh, now, even though I uh, you know love my other alumni, I'm a Toronto Maple Leaf alumni. I'm close. Oh, sure. I go. I can go down to the games. Um, so the last time I've been in LA was. From my friend Glenn Fry from the Eagles, uh, his uh, funeral, and um, he was amazing. He was amazing, and oh. you know, he's a long time. He's from Detroit as well. He's a yeah. long time Kings season ticket holder. So um, that was the last time I've been in LA. I miss that place. It's fun. It's something yeah. else. I mean, I'm from Detroit originally. Matt's from New York, so like we're not we're transplants too. But it's an interest. It is. It's really interesting place. It's like. Uh, it's like you're always moving real fast, even when there's nothing going on. That's right. Yeah, that seems what life is doing to us now. And uh, since I've uh, I've turned to my favorite show is that '70s show. Now that I've turned seventy, so yeah, yeah, you're talking about <laughs> you don't look friend. like you're seventy, buddy. <laughs> you're in your seventies. 
All yep. right. So what? No. Now let's get to seventies. Then we're going to talk. It's not not about being in the seventies. What music did you used to listen to to get fired up before a game? Because you had to have. You had to have been well, something. You know, anything rock and roll got us going in the locker room. But uh, when I was, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was uh, playing for the Kings, we weren't supposed to come up into the Forum Club. I don't know if you remember the old uh, rink out there, the uh, the Forum. The fabulous forum where yeah. the Kings played. Yeah. Well, they had a club up there, like a you know, a bar, restaurant, whatever. It was called the Forum Club. We weren't allowed to go in there. But um, my roommate and best friend was Bob Nevitt. And he was like an older and he kind of snuck around the rules a little bit. So him and I would go up into the uh, forum club after the game, and that's where I met Glenn Fry. And Glenn came up to me and asked me, um, you know, back in that time. So that would have been like 73 or four. Um, you know, I had long hair and he said, um, he asked me, you know, if I'd heard of this band called the Eagles. And my answer was no, I hadn't heard of the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, after that we became friends and, uh, you know, of course we went and seen them, you know, numerous times, but, uh, you know, they became of course a favorite band of mine. Oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. My dad and I used to listen to them all the time together. Love take it to the limit. I can listen to on repeat, like over and over and over. It's got that because it's got that like kind of waltz to it. Like it's just a great, it's just a great track and it gets you fired up because you're like, all right, one more round. Well, like yourself, Glenn was from Detroit. So he grew up watching the Red Wings, Gordie Howe fan, and uh, played hockey. He played. So we did. So there was a time when I was, I was suspended and uh, the team had gone on the road. And I was still practicing by myself on the ice. I had the forum, and and the uh, when the Lakers were playing, I practiced over at Culver City Ice Rink. You guys, yeah. I don't know if you remember that one or not. But and uh, Glenn was in the process of recording Hotel California, and he um, he would come out and skate with me. I'd have the ice, him and I to ourselves. The whole L.A. Forum or the and I was skating every day for this eight or nine, 10 game, uh, days that the guys were on the road. And Glenn showed up every day for practice. Just him and I. Oh, that's so cool. I'd be packing He'd be out there. He's sweating his butt off. <laughs> and, um, he just loved it. And uh, he was, he really is a true. Uh, was he know, pretty, was he pretty good player? Not bad. Right hand shot, you know. Sure, you know, sure. We had fun. We, we, uh, we worked him out hard. Yeah, oh, I, I bet he was like, now I know I chose rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> right. More fucking naps. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is act a little moody. You can go take a nap. If it's hockey, they kick your ass. They're That's not right. even playing around with that. That's right. So, all right. Speaking of ass kicking, now you got into some, you got into some sitch. You got into some, some scraps, some scuffles, some scrums. Uh, who do you, in your, now you can say in your time or of all time, who do you think the toughest guy? Well, you know, a good friend of mine who passed away was Bob Cobert. I never fought, it, fought him or played against Bob Proby, but, uh, Proby, you know, just watch the films. Um, Gordy, uh, Gordy Howe was always as tough as they came. Uh, Big John Ferguson, back with the Montreal Canadiens, when the league started that way, he was beating up everybody, like Eddie Shack and all the guys yeah. around the league that, were, that thought they were tough back then. Um, you know, then got, you know, big guys came around, you know, God bless these two guys. So Sammy, uh, Samenko and, um, Clark Gillies, 
you know, guys that are, you know, monstrous size. Yeah. You know, for hockey players, six, five, six, six, big you know, two forty, And, um, you know, down the line, they kept coming in and, uh, you know, I, I had uh, the guy that I had the most trouble with fighting with uh, Al Secord. Al played for the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. Bruins, and uh, I was with the Leafs when Al was with uh, with Boston, and we had uh, three three real good fights. And then he gets traded to Chicago. I'm in trial Chicago already, so uh, I'm always I was only there for about a week, and then Al got traded, and then we became best of friends. And uh, you know, it's funny how that happens. I how, love how uh, that happens. Yeah, where uh, the you know the guys that like the fighters, you know, would glue together. It's kind of like birds of a feather flock together. It, it is. We had the uh, 30th and uh, reunion uh, for the LA Kings. So this would have been back in uh, '97, back in LA. And we all came out there, and, and uh, we had a big ball, big ballroom. It was full of players from 30 years. Everybody was invited, and. Uh, you know, we had this big ballroom. There's probably I don't know, 150, maybe 200 people in this ballroom. And you looked over that side over there, and you had the Marcel Dion's and the Butch Gorings, like the goal scorers. And then you looked over that side over there, and you had all the tough guys: Dave Schultz, uh, Dan Maloney. Uh, so that's how it kind of it was neat how it all looked when I look back at it, or when I was there and I was looking around the room, and I could say, "Look at that! The guys that were the fighters." They all got together in one section of the area and were, you know, chit-chatting, having a cold beer together. And, uh, you know, most cars were over there. So. Because those guys have a special mind. You got to have there a special a, yeah. mind. And there's a bond there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're really protecting the guys. I mean, I got this Gretzky jersey. How many goals do you think Gretzky would have scored if he didn't have somebody watching him all the time? Dave Semenko. Sammy Semenko on his wing. That's right. Very important. Uh, a lot of people don't was, know that. You know, yeah, it he, looks... he still would have scored, but he. He's... Oh, of course, yeah. But like, even when he got traded to uh, Los Angeles from Edmonton, um, they brought um, uh, McSorley, Marty McSorley, with him. Yeah, Marty was as bad as there was in the league back. Oh yeah, yeah. That dude so, was uh, They always wanted. They wanted to protect him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who's the? Who would? All right, first we'll go defenseman. Best defenseman, uh, and it doesn't have to be from when you were playing, your favorite defensive player that you well, ever saw. Boria saw me from Toronto. I played with him. Like he, was, he came over from Sweden, and uh, you know, he couldn't barely speak English when he got here. He was like 20, you know, 20 years old, 21 years old. And uh, you know, he was really almost kind of changed the game. Well, the, the best defenseman of them all, of course, is Bobby Orr. I mean, there's yeah, no question probably. about that. Sure. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I watch, you know, Lindra, uh, Lindstrom from the Red Wings. I have, I actually there. have a, a, a Lindstrom shirt because that guy was like a rock. Yeah, very, very he good. Was a, he was very dependable. Uh, Doug Wilson from Chicago. Um, what about this kid, Kale McCarr, that's playing right now in the league? You know, so there's, uh, you know, we just to be able to play in that league, and the fun yeah. that we had, the camaraderie, the things we did as uh, teammates together, uh, you know, it's it's something that you can't really understand until you've been there and done it. I bet. I bet. What a click. Like, what a group. And, you know, I've, I've played a few sports in my day, and there's none of them that are as brutal as hockey. <laughs> we used to play pond hockey because I grew up in Port Huron, Michigan, is where I was okay. originally from. 
which yeah. is right there on the water, right by Sarnia. Yeah. And uh, we used to play on the creeks and you'd get murdered. Half the time I'd just sit in the snow and drink schnapps because I was like, I'm sick of getting blasted by these. <laughs> well, I go to Port Huron all the time. I'm only about an hour from Port Huron. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great place. Yeah. Like, you know, I had, a, I had a lot of fun growing up there. And then I moved to Detroit uh, right when I got old enough. I wanted to uh, be. One there. of my favorite restaurants is Chicken in the Rough. Amazing place. Right when you get oh, over yeah. Port Huron. Absolutely. I've been there a million times. It's amazing. <laughs> I knew if I said Port Huron, I almost wore, I had this jersey, and then I had my uh, Port Huron flags. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, UHL, right? Because my UHL, dad, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I had that jersey on, too, and I'm like, I don't know which one to wear. I'm going to get them somehow. I just didn't know you had such a connection to Port Huron, or I would have given it to you. Because they've had, like, five different names now. They were the Border Cats. They were the Beacons. Because we had silver sticks hockey. Sure you did. Yeah. 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 That was a big thing. I mean, I, we used to go there. My cousin played and we used to go there whenever that was going on. I watched those tournaments and it was just a bunch of hungry young guys just going off. Trying to, trying to make it to the big league. Yeah, man. Just going off. All right. Let's go two more. Favorite goalie. I love hearing your point. Your, it's question. so it's because you're in it. You were in it. You know, we're just watching it. Well, the favorite goalies that that I had were probably Rogie Bashan with uh, the Kings. Um, we had a guy in uh, well, we had Tony Esposito in Chicago for right when I was there. But we had a young kid that came up, Murray Bannerman, who took us to the uh, semifinals, and then he got hurt, and uh, Tony came in, and he um, he couldn't hold off the Vancouver Canucks, and they beat us and went on to get, lose to the Islanders. That's when they were they were really good. But um, Mike Palmitier was really flashy with the uh, uh, with the Leafs back when I was playing. Uh, you know these goalies now. Like as a kid, my favorite goalie was Glenn Hall from Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know what can you say about some of these guys like Ken Dryden? That, that you know the Habs usually pick up a good goalie, Patrick Waugh. You know you, you know how the story keeps going on with Montreal, but there's. You know, without a good goalie, Patrick Wah, you're man, not going anywhere. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's it's so clutch. Like that, that, you know, your goalie's got momentum. You're fired up. That's right. Gonna stop a lot everything. of goalies have uh, psych issues. In other words, they're mentally weak. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, fragile. Um, fragile. You, know, you get these guys. Um, who is the great goalie for uh, New Jersey Devils all the uh Anyway, you can't get these guys off your side. You know, these real good ones, they, they, they don't get off it. Some guys can't. They can't stay on it. And if that happens, they lose their confidence very, very quick. Pull the goalie because they just got Who's shook. I've seen it. I've seen, you know, watching, you see it happen when you're like, oh, shit. Osgood's lost his confidence. It's over. Yeah. Might as well yeah. pull him. Yeah. You know, that's something exactly. else. We're getting insider stuff. Yeah, that's some serious stuff. Getting insider stuff. It's awesome. What about Mad Matt? Doesn't he get to ask any questions? Do you got one? one? I actually have one. Do it. I'm so excited. Okay. So check this out. Confirm or deconfirm. What I guess you would deny? say deny. Confirm or deny this question. Uh, this is a Wikipedia stat. 
This is, this is, the statisticians have, have spoken. Okay. I'm just wondering. Okay, so over your career from, okay, uh, 1735, 1735 penalty minutes. Is that true? That it would be a confirm. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That's okay. So here's my second question. I have, I have a. It's kind of a trilogy. Right? Don't do it. I love it. Okay. It's a trilogy. So what was the what was the craziest penalty? Longest minute? I I know usually these days like they can go up to like five to ten minute penalties. Like what what was what was the longest penalty you've ever had? Wow, we used to get five minutes for majors back then that's it like you could almost kill a guy and get five minutes and be back out in the ice five minutes later uh one time uh i'm playing for chicago and we're playing minnesota north stars in the playoffs and they had a big year that year and they had a nice young kid on the team by the name of dino cicerelli yeah dino he played for the Rays. yeah And uh, back then, uh, Dino's Dinosaur was the big thing. But he was, he was a real hot player, scored 60 goals that year. And I knew that in the playoff, we had to get to him. Okay, for the Blackhawks to advance, we got to get to their number one score. So I, I uh, got a spearing penalty on him in maybe the first five minutes of the game. So I go to the penalty box. Uh, five, you know, five minutes later, I'm back on the ice. Get another spearing penalty against them. Uh, Two spearing penalties in the first period. And I'm still back on the ice. (laughs) And now, guess going, they send this guy out, uh, Carlson, Jack Carlson. He was one of the famous uh, brothers from Slapshot. Oh. Okay. He played in the movie. He was one of the guys that, he was a tough guy and a great big nose on him here, like, Brad Marchand has. Anyway, him and I get into a brawl. So there I am. Uh, three majors in the first period. So I'm out of the game. Um, we won that game. We ended, up, we ended up winning the series. And uh, five games, and, and Dino got one goal. Yeah, games. you intimidated him. Yeah, so it worked. It, took, it worked. Yeah. yeah. Dude! Another, another one I um, like to tell is this kind of a, a rotten penalty that I had in Montreal. It's the wonderful Habs. Anyway, uh, as I'm going to the penalty box, if you can ever see some old uh, video of uh, Montreal Forum, to step up to the penalty box, it was like a, a two-foot rise. So, like, that much off the ice. Right. So you come, and here I am. And back then, in the old Forum, they never even had any glass around the penalty box. The people could walk behind it. So here I am, you know, I've been in a fight or something and fans are want to get a piece of me. As I'm coming to the box, I have to look down as I'm stepping up to get out of the first step and open that little door and whack. I get hit right there with the big Quebec galosh. You know, the ones that would go up, your boots would come up and you had to tie them right in the face. So I look up and there's 3,000 people laughing at me. I don't know who it is. So what do I do? Pick up the glass and throw it back up there at them. <laughs> you what hit else? somebody. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I love so. it.
vote. Here amongst friends, here in the middle of the pack is 10. Number nine, Berserk Mike Check, one, two. Number eight, right after midnight, there's all nights. Number seven, Lucky Seven, Stolen Moans, two, number two. Saturate comes in at number six with Light the Match. Emelina, number five, the night we almost got sober. Carly Jewel hits number four, Trouble We Are. Pin Finger dropped the bootlicker. Uh, to number three here, Blackout Orchestra, number two, Tongues, and number one again, Post Profit, with Smother. Good job, guys. Vote, you bastards. Go Come to TullyDioShow.com and vote for your fan fucking 50. Alright, I can see your hand. Ah, fuck it. Can you see that? It's me, Tully Dio. And I'd like to thank the people that make the Tully Dio show possible. First of all, me, Tully Dio. It's my show. Second of all, my partner in crime, Madman Matt. We got our executive producer, Amy Goldberg, and our associate producer, James Chevelle. The Tully Dio show.
Let's 
Oh